Welcome to what we've been talking about, the podcast where we skip the small talk and explore faith, random girls and spirituality in the context of this thing So um, this week we're coming back um, and I suppose we're still carrying on with like our journey and how, what we've been kind of been discussing and what we've been learning, but we're yeah. just more talking about feeding back about um, the practical things that we've done, isn't it? What we've tried and mm-hmm. how it's worked for us and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So quite just like not really long, really, these sessions are going to be, they're just more practical feedback. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I don't think we have a, particular structure I think we'll just take like one or two of the exercises that we we would have mentioned in the previous episode we'll like recap them for anyone that maybe didn't hear the episode and then just say what our experience was of them basically yeah (laughs) all right Right. should we carry on with the tradition of you going first yeah so I have been practicing two two uh, meditations or techniques from the book Mm -hmm. limit alchemy by zilma reyo yes they got it and (laughs) um i've been practicing there's two it's like the foundation of of the um in alchemy from what i understand is that there's a there's a foundational practice called the master practice Mm -hmm. the master practice is basically a technique where you um i think it's practice as it says in the word, of basically um, being able to modulate your frequencies. And then, um, so that's the master practice I've been been doing. And I started to, I tried to start implementing that because she said, um, you can do it for however long. It's like a meditation that you read out um, and listen to. But you can do it for however long as you, it can be as brief or as long as you want. And she said a recommended daily practice of 20 minutes. So I was like, okay, 20 minutes, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that less than 20 minutes even um, so I just recorded myself saying the meditation and then I just followed it um, and basically it's, it's to do with visualisation it starts with you kind of being very not kind of but being very present in your body through breathing techniques and then you, you basically you know and then you do some work there and then in the middle of the practice you like imagine a light or a sun above you and then you imagine um being in that light and then you imagine that light flooding you and then again you bring yourself up from that like high frequency back down to your body um yeah. and then you do all of that you're supposed to do all that with gratitude and love but i think it's just practicing modulating your free your frequency i've done it and i can't say i've noticed like a big uh like a, a big difference like if you say oh before and after i'm not sure it's weird. I just say like I do it. It's like an exercise. It's like it's like anything. I'm just hoping that I see the benefit like as I go on. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you yeah. start and adopt a lifestyle. Um, I did say this in an, in a previous episode. Like I tried doing it outside. Like it was a sunny day, and I just was. I practiced like being standing barefoot outside. And then um, it was really easy to imagine the sun because obviously I could feel it like above me. Um, mm-hmm. and it was really easy to imagine the ground and being grounded obviously because I was there so yeah doing it outside really um I felt like more balanced and calmer afterwards I'm not sure if it, do you know what I mean and I just think that it's just was it the practice itself or was it me just being present in this outside in nature maybe it was a combination I'm not sure 
but I think it is a nice yeah. <laughs> I think it's something even when I feel like I'm not even doing it right half the time honestly I feel like I'm rushing through it because I recorded my myself speaking the meditation so I feel like I didn't really take that much time so it takes me about like five six minutes to do it and mm-hmm. so sometimes I feel like I'm not really taking the time to be present but I don't think that matters I think it's just that practicing being in the present in the present moment yeah. is part of it really um and you, I think even if you do that through any technique you will you will be more present your frequency probably will modulate um so I think it's something good and I want to carry on doing it and I will carry on feeding back on this master practice it seems like it's a foundation so you can't run away from it um mm-hmm. and then the second one I tried is actually really funny it's called the violet the violet flame I mentioned mentioned it uh, oh okay yeah and it's good for these so the violet flame and the master practice are like the two foundational ones so then you do that violet flame exercise after you do the master practice because the master practice is like a very um it's like the one that grounds you kind of it's mm-hmm. almost like you're think like I keep saying that we're batteries and we can be charged so it's like these energies that you might try to access it's like um you know sometimes you can do it and you're not you're already feeling out of balance and out of kilter do you know what I mean you're not in the most stable place to receive it so I feel like the master practice yeah it's like a grounding technique it seems like okay so yeah after you've grounded you know grounded yourself after you've done that stabilized yourself mm-hmm. it's like you can now do the violet flame meditation and the violet flame is like you basically visualize a violet flame um mm-hmm. mistaken, like taking over your basically your but you're being in, engulfed by this violet flame and it's going through you and it's going around you and it's quite funny and ridiculous but then you start you imagine this the violet flame why violet because it's the color in the spectrum of light that's just it's the one that like um it's the one between visible it's it's just right there on the center between visible and invisible light Mm -hmm. so it's the color of transmutation and and you know changing things like getting rid of things you know what I mean or or just turning turning that denser frequency into higher frequency and um, yeah. that's why the violet flame is good for change um and so you visualize that flame taking over your body and then you this is the ridiculous part like you start shaking so it starts with your knees it has to be like a rhythmic movement so like you were talking about from your book um the language your body speaks when it comes to this movement it's good if it's like got a rhythm to it mm-hmm. um yeah so then you you don't you're not wanting to shake like jerking like your body different body parts you know sh- shaking differently out of rhythm but it starts in your knees and so the rest of your body upwards takes that rhythm from your knees so in the end you're kind of you know you're kind of like flimsy and you kind of you know you're shaking and you're just you're imagining that flame um the good thing is she says you know take about five minutes doing it you only do it for five minutes I think I just you know about five minutes or even a bit less when you're starting off and then I think you mm-hmm. can work up to like 10 but it having done that actually when I did it um I like the first time strange I, it, yeah definitely but I feel that when I was doing it it's almost like the effect of it's because it what it is is the fight the reason why it's quite vigorous like that is supposed to be inviting light into matter into your you know what I mean the matter of your body the denser aspects of you it's just like, it's almost like getting into those nooks and crannies. It's like shaking it up, basically, is what I would describe it. It's like you're shaking it up. And it just reminded me of like, 
this is like exercise really probably the good re- like the reason why exercise is good because it literally is just you know you i feel like we need a shake up you need a shake up to move those energies it's another way of moving right um yeah so it just it had that effect of i felt like the first time like i i did feel it was almost like you know when you sh- you felt like you are particles and it's like i could feel like i could feel like the little zings you know around around me so it's like okay. yeah it's like i could feel that kind of zing so it's like just on a pure, even if you don't even believe in all of it or all of this just on a purely physical like physical ground you are yeah. just shaking yourself up do you know what i mean you're doing movement like that. you never would isn't it because you say it's silly so most of the time mm-hmm. you do movement that's quite contained even if you're dancing some dancing is quite contained but when do you ever just like shake like out of control like you never do that so it's like it was just telling me how like just that by itself is is probably good you know it's probably like it can loosen some some things up um mm. in yourself not even physically just but even mentally um yeah and then after you do that shaking and you you know you're supposed to sit down or lie down and it seems again like grounding yourself and you're you know you imagine like um like almost like a golden stream running through you and you seal off the practice again I think a thing that you're supposed to do is seal off the practice by imagining the tube of protection around you I think I mentioned it last time do you remember it's like this uh, yeah tube, vaguely yeah this tube of light that ascends from like spirit from up and it runs all the way through down um to the earth and it's a tube of protection so um I did that and like the first time I did it I thought I was hearing like because you know that static key noise like that you get from white noise but then I was mm-hmm. unsure whether it's like the effect of me like lying down and then getting up. <laughs> Sometimes you get that. Um, but it was a feeling of like, oh, it was different, you know, um, when I did okay. it. So I didn't, I'm going to carry on doing those two basic practices. But there's this effect of it's it's just the practice. I feel like it's a practice. It's like anything. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you have that yeah. daily practice and it's like, it's like that's part of it it's the part of it is not feeling the difference which I haven't felt the difference yet um and but it's being present I can see and it's and it's about movement and letting the energy flow so far for me but I think the reason why these are the basics of this practice because it's like we are batteries we are I think electromagnetic right we're batteries and mm-hmm. it's like again this book's all about energies and being able to access different energies and dimensions and um it's like in order to do that it's to do it in a safe way in a way that is um do you know what I mean like you're stable you're stable you're grounded you're not you're mm-hmm. not trying to kind of over I mean we get that isn't it like you know sometimes you feel like drained and it's because you're too excited or something not too excited but you know what I mean like you mm-hmm. might be um sometimes it can happen in a social setting for an introvert so basically I could be labeled as an introvert so if I'm in a social setting I could be very it's almost like I could be very like there's so much energy that when I come back home I'll have trouble sleeping it's like I'm kind of too infused energy I need to kind of stabilize myself so I feel like that's what it is when it comes to um this energy work there is an aspect of that like doing this practices practicing being in a in a grounded place um so Mm -hmm. that you can explore from there or at least be able to like it's almost like finding yeah finding your home so you can return to it I guess after exploring um but I think the test for me will just be like can I turn up every day like can I actually do that daily practice basically Mm. um because I feel like that's almost 
that's almost like 50 percent. i mean at this moment it just feels like that's that's actually it that's what i'm learning at the moment um yeah yeah so that's it for me i don't know if you want to ask me anything um i don't know that's all (laughs) no i think because i mean it's hard to sorry is anything that you found weird or i mean you kind of did say the the shaking was weird I think it's all, I mean, it's just all foreign, isn't it? Because even when I've, because um, it's it's about learning, isn't it? To get in touch with yourself and to kind of not limit yourself. I think obviously when you're, I don't know, I don't know if it's being an adult, growing up, being, I don't know, you're not really, you lose a, a part of yourself, which is like the play, play side of yourself. I guess the childlike side of yourself. Like, you don't just be yeah. doing things like shaking or just making sounds that you want to make. That's what, like, kids do, which I think is good because they're more in touch with, like, what their body wants them to do, even if it, maybe yeah. it's not appropriate sometimes. But I guess we, when you grow up and you're, like, an adult, you just learn to ju- you just learn to be PC all the time and appropriate and things like that. But I think it's about getting uncomfortable with yourself in in your private um, life really it's not like you have to go out and be shaking or be doing this publicly but it's just like being able to have that freedom I suppose and find that um just in your own time and space really yeah mm-hmm. definitely um, yeah definitely be thinking about that just yeah just being free to be yourself and knowing who you are this is about getting into getting to who you are it's, it's uncomfortable because I just think like oh wow like Oh, yeah, she says in the book, actually, she was like, oh, um, yeah, like, you'll begin, I think, with the violet flame practice, it's like, because you're kind of, part of it's getting rid of things, but it's mm. like, then your your personality, you know, as you do these practices and go in, it's like, your true personality will begin to unveil itself, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so horrible, um, you know, I'm terrible, but I, I have this fear of being who I really am, because I'm like, it's always like, I just feel like, just a fear of rejection um mm. and it's partly like you know what i mean it's like if um and then in in your fear of rejecting aren't you essentially rejecting yourself mm. of course yeah i'm rejecting myself i'm rejecting well i don't know if this is what you meant this is how you meant it but i mean like i'm rejecting myself by suppressing myself yeah so, basically. um but then i was thinking this is why it's so free to be I mean, I don't know if we've had this conversation before, but I like, guess yeah, it's free to be like, it's like even celebrities or something or anyone famous, like it's, it's, it's all good. Like it's actually a blessing when people think you're either mad or bad because oh, like why? you can just, it doesn't matter because you're not in high in their esteem. They've never, they're not rating you. So no matter what you do, it's not like you're going to, do you know what I mean? It's almost like you, when you're at the bottom, you can't go low. I mean, I don't know if that, if that makes sense to you. I mean, it appears that way, but I'm sure those people, they still care, you know? Yeah, probably, yeah, probably. And then it's like, I say probably because probably there's just some people out there who I, I do believe, but I don't know if maybe they've just, they've just bought, like, they've sold it to me that they actually don't care <laughs> what people think. No, there probably is, to be fair. Like, <laughs> I don't care too. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, if you're mad or bad, it's like when you're walking, you find yourself like... You know, like, like when I say mad, I mean, this is like, this could be me. Like, you know, I'm just not according to society's norms and I just let myself go. I, it's like, 
I'm labelled mad, but I know myself I'm not mad. Do you know what I mean? But if I start doing these things, like say shaking and doing this violent practice in the street, people you're gonna you're gonna label me as mad. You're gonna be like, oh, I think she's lost the plot. But I know that I'm not I'm not mad. But it's like I'm unveiling who I am. But it's like I don't want that judgment of mad. Um, but it's like when people judge you like that, you kind of are free because if someone if you're seen as like a good role model or whatever, it's like you can always fall from that. Yeah. That perception. So you don't want to, you don't want to fall, you want to maintain it. But it's like when you don't give anything, right? You just don't care. It's like I feel like there's freedom in that. But anyway, yeah, enough of my little ramble. Um, but yeah, what about you? What's your thoughts and what's your feedback? And um, yeah, um, yeah. So for me, I think mine's a bit more shorter because um i think i struggled to kind of get out of my head with some of these exercises so mm-hmm. the two that i will talk about is um the one i probably mentioned when i was reading chapter four and it talked about healing hands and i feel like it's even though this is like kind of one exercise but it kind of um it takes into it brings all the kind of different little things that i've talked about in terms of like just using your body and experimenting I guess so this was the exercise where you it's like you're using your hands it's not in any specific way but it's just using your hands to kind of activate um, healing within your body so like moving energy but it's like using your hands as the tool if that makes sense so it's like um, taking the time to kind of be aware of what what in your body is feeling off or where the energy is blocked or something like that and then using your hands as a tool to even move that energy with gestures or um I think I mentioned in the in the, one of the first episodes where I was talking about the Mother Teresa touch which was like um moving your hands in rhythm over your body parts or you know yeah, yeah so it's so the exercise I guess is it's called healing hands but it's just using your hands as a tool to move the energy in your body but then also you need that awareness so again it, it is a practice of being able to sense what's going on with your body and being able to I suppose interpret that as well and dialogue back with what's going on so it's been a gradual thing and I think sometimes I I get in my head about it because I'm like oh was that something like do you know when you're like questioning your experience in a way <laughs> you're like <laughs> you're like okay I'm, I'm, I'm energy feels stuck here like am I imagining that it has shifted mm-hmm. basically so I'm mm-hmm. getting too in my head about it so I think I'm having to because I, I have that kind of analytical, logical brain and I always struggle yeah. with these things in spiritual matters where it's like, I'm thinking too much about it. So you know how at the beginning I mentioned that um, there's three bodies. So there's the um, earth elemental self, which is like your physical animal body. Mm-hmm. And then there's your um, thinking self, which is your mind, like yeah. your emotions and stuff like that. And then there's your higher, like your wise, is it called your wise self? I don't know, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. your wise self um where is it i think it's your higher self or your wise self something like that something kind of like bodies body mind spirit or something yeah and so i think i tend to dwell more in my thinking mind like my logical brain a lot so even doing these exercises helped me be more aware of my for example earth elemental self and be like okay what's actually what's that body saying instead of me just thinking and thinking and overthinking things it's more like trying to get the 
the the messaging i guess just paying attention to the messaging of the uh, the physical body instead mm-hmm. of me just already interpreting it without listening to that message and obviously using your higher self as a guide to what the interpretations are of those messages mm-hmm. yeah so i think using my hands has been very good as a tool to kind of get me out of my head a bit more um mm-hmm. and then i guess it's just being trying to be playful about it and trying to come at it with more of a like childlike mind and not trying to like you know put my own interpretation and whatever on it on things um but yeah I have found it really really hard like some of the exercises I just get a bit put off I start stuff like the second exercise that I want to mention that I've really liked was the um the pendulum self-test so mm-hmm. that's the one I mentioned where it's like you stand with two feet um with your two feet like square width apart so it's shoulder width apart sorry and you place your hands on your solar plexus which is where your navel is like your belly button area and then you kind of just let yourself kind of be loose and you kind of sway let your body kind of sway a little bit and be loose and use it as a as a way to I guess recognize um what's it called uh spiritual truths Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like you can ask yourself questions like okay is my name whatever or ask yourself questions and like what happens is that your body will sway forward for a yes and sway back for a no Mm -hmm. and you can also use this self-test to like um if you want to if you're like obviously when you're when you're doing all these kind of exercises you're learning at the beginning you obviously have to grow your intuition isn't it it's a journey um you won't just because you won't be used to, you know, picking up in these cues. So I guess the self-testers helps in that area because if you're unsure about things like, well, I mentioned another exercise where it's like um, finding out what your core note is, um, you can use that exercise to kind of affirm, I guess, or confirm the yes of a core note. Or, you know, even when you're trying to shift energy in your body, you can use that test as well to see if things have shifted, if you're not sure. Because I feel like, yeah for me personally I can get in my head about it and be like oh was it just placebo but then it's like I guess if something's shifting it's still it's still shifting either way right but I think I just overthink it and I'm like oh am I I mean am I imagining that it has shifted but it hasn't and then if it pops up again the next day I'm like oh nothing actually changed I just thought it did you know it's just that that voice Mm -hmm. I think it's that voice in the back of your head that you I have to always kind of compete with (laughs) so but again, like you were saying, it's a practice. So like the more you do it, the more you will you will feel it's the faith of it as well that grows, isn't it? The more you do it. Um so yeah. I think those are the two exercises that I kind of have focused on more because they're um I feel less silly doing them, I guess you could say. The ones that I think I should challenge myself and do the um the core note one. Mm-hmm. which is basically when everyone has a, their own personal core note, which helps. Um, I think it's kind of, I, I kind of mentioned it, it's kind of like a shortcut to moving energy just because it resonates. It's kind of like, what did she say? She said it's something like the, it's, um, it makes up like your energetic grid, like in your body. Oh, really? It kind of, yeah, not that it makes up, but it's something like it, I don't know. It just seems like it's very, very powerful. Like it's kind of like a, shortcut to kind of get to any issues um and I don't know why that is but I guess you know like a little 
I, I just thought it was like a supplementary. I didn't think it was so like fun, not fundamental. Do you know what I mean? It's such a big thing. It's such a big no, thing. yeah. It, it seems like it is such a big thing because it, it it it's like it it seems like one of those exercises that is so simple. But when I was trying to do it, I felt so extremely silly. I just stopped doing it. Yeah. But um, but I think it just. I don't know it's like when you when you try and make noises or anything like that like it there's like a vibration that happens it's like internal do you know what I mean you can feel it in your head sound has that effect I mean we're so used to just talking and everything like that. but if you just because when we're talking right obviously sound is going on right but because we're more focused on the words of it and the communicating to each other we're not focused on just making sounds that don't make don't, they don't have any specific meaning Mm-hmm. that we we wouldn't be able to be aware of the effects it's having on us if that makes sense like our physical body and stuff like that so I think it breaks it down like it strips away all that kind of stuff um and it makes me think of like we talked about it was it last episode where it's like people why people chant or why mm-hmm. um even even thinking about like people who speak in tongues if anyone's familiar with that um practice where it's like it doesn't sound like you're making it doesn't sound like it's coherent like people can't interpret what you're saying but it's like you're making sounds and that's obviously having some sort of effect you know what I mean there's been studies mm-hmm. that have been done on people that chant and speaking dance and pray and all those kind of things um and obviously there's music that people listen to like I listen to some meditative music that have like certain frequencies for different things mm-hmm. um so yeah I don't know it seems like a, a powerful tool, a powerful tool anyway, like using sound. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It kind of makes it sound a bit like because so there is a lot of help nowadays, like even especially YouTube. Yeah. Um, where you can just listen to um, like certain you know sounds that can because like, I used to kind of think that they were just fake before the black hole healing wave like, <laughs> I just thought they're just fake but I think there is there is something to them I guess it's how you um use it um but it makes it sound like there's all of this stuff like there's just such tools in the world like just something like sound and it just like I wish that there was more of it when it comes to like helping people with like just mental mental stress mm. nowadays instead of just kind of like okay go to the gp get some um antidepressants yeah. um, and i guess this kind of approach um rather than that medicine one is what i'm looking for because was what i'm i'm thinking i'm like it's it seems so easy though um and it works and it's true you know so yeah yeah it just makes me wish that people could um i mean they can but like that there was that kind of mindset openness yeah I think, like, you know, things will advance in in that direction because obviously, you know, mental health in the first place is such a big deal and you've got therapy and stuff like that. And I guess there's so many different types of therapy and I feel like there is a bit of a, um, what do I want to say, a bit of a crossover. I don't think it's very mainstream yet, but, like, a crossover of, like, conventional therapy with, like, different different types like you've got music therapy you've got drama therapies you've got more creative types of therapies that are out there but maybe they're not as mainstream so Mm -hmm. I guess it we'll just have to I don't know but they they are out there they're just not that mainstream I guess um but yeah it does seem like you said it does seem like it's I don't know about easy but it's like 
the tools are all there that like everything mm-hmm. you need is like within you it's just about educating yourself isn't it it's all about knowledge and knowing the power you have I guess and I think we talked about that when we started this journey where it's about where we said that it's this this whole journey is basically reclaiming your power do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like that's yeah. that's all it really is and you know people will say there's knowledge there's power in knowledge or whatever yeah. um but there really is because once you you are educated about your body and what you can do in the energy and how you can change your reality and things like that like that's powerful do you know what I mean like nobody mm-hmm. can you don't rely on anyone like I said that what that's what I was one thing I was really like the shift and the perspective shift that I was having was that like I'm very much so like not I don't look to external things anymore if something's wrong with me I'm really just like okay what is my earth elemental self trying to set tell my thinking brain my thinking mm-hmm. self do you know what I mean or trying to get some guidance from my higher self and be like okay what's going on here if I'm not understanding and just I, I guess you have to be patient with yourself as well and you have to trust I think it helps it helps me personally that I believe in a higher being like in God and things like that because I I think a lot of these things um it requires you to trust in the process as well trust that like you will like get the answer I suppose yeah 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 is that when you go yeah that's kind of life in a way isn't it (laughs) yeah but I feel like I I have had to do that a lot because sometimes you know you just feel a bit well me personally I'm just like oh this is not working I feel a bit stupid but it's like you have to trust you know it's it's, it's easier to trust in something that's higher than you than just in yourself sometimes (laughs) Mm. so yeah and also I was just thinking of like what do you think even though you're struggling with it sometimes it's the best time to actually like give advice and stuff to yourself or others like Mm. how do you think you can become more playful with these things because it is kind of like an invitation to play and have fun and explore but it's like how do you do that how do you or someone who's struggling about you know being in your head like how do you think you know what advice would you give yourself or someone like you or anyone else on how they can do that um I think one thing that is probably helpful for me is to not be resistant to not be resistant towards my thinking self so mm-hmm. even though I'm there like questioning oh is this working just kind of embrace the questioning almost like don't be like oh no I shouldn't be like this I should you should just flow and because that's still part of the journey isn't it so it's like not feeling I shouldn't feel like oh I've arrived or like I've done this exercise and oh my gosh it worked and I didn't feel any doubt I it all was like yeah yeah I was just feeling it no it's kind of like understanding that the questioning for me personally everyone's journey is going to be different but it's like just accepting also that that's that's my process that I have to question things and you know reach go through that I suppose Mm -hmm. that's my process yeah and I think it does help again like I've been saying everyone's journey is in individual so I don't have to I'm not comparing with anyone you know I'm not competing with anyone in the first place so yeah it's just embracing that that's my process my individual process um and realizing again that it is a journey so it's a lifelong journey even though yeah we're doing this now I'll still be doing this in 10 years time I'll still be you know not exactly in the same space but I'm just saying that like it's still a, it's a journey it's a lifelong journey it's not like 
we're going to do this for the next year and then you know at the end we're going to be you know energetic gurus or whatever <laughs> it, it yeah so that helps as well because then it's like I can just take the small steps to learning about myself yeah and and also knowing that even though again like life is organic it's always changing so even though I might learn something about my body now that might change in five years time anyway so you are going to have to be constantly learning anyway there is that sounds so I don't know if that sounds nice I was about to say there is no end (laughs) I read something yeah it's like I read something today on on the book and it said um it put it in a way it was it said how um it was about you know about the this aspect of it like we're constantly exploring Mm. um and in this third dimension and it put it in a way of like where it sounded quite good and um this is what she said just trying to find it um let me see it says it was about being an apprentice it was mm. like like because you're saying oh there is no end but I was just saying like it's kind of a good thing like it just depends on how you look at it it was it was yeah. about being um she said something like I'm trying to think if I can find it um it was something about basically that you are like this you're going to be an apprentice yeah like you're you're ever the apprentice you know? Like an eternal apprentice. Yeah, but again, that's what I'm saying in a good way. He was like in a nice way. It didn't sound stagnant at all. It was, I think she said something about flexibility or hmm. wait, hold on. Or maybe I just didn't even underline it. Like, you know, when you think that you um you actually highlighted something and then in the end you're just like, No, I did not highlight it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, even though like I did say there is no end and it sounds I don't know some type of way but it it just means that like you know ourselves are eternal isn't it like we're always evolving and things like that so it's like there is no end to that to that eternity I guess so oh it says here um and yeah it's um an endless apprenticeship and it's an endless apprenticeship and flexibility Mm. yeah and that's what it is really and so I feel like you're, you were asking me what would be my advice. I think it's just embracing that and just knowing that. I think it helps me anyway. I don't know if it helps you, but knowing that it is just um, the journey that I should focus on and not really the end goal, then it just, I can embrace all those kind of challenges that come up and just know that it's the process. Because at the same time, the challenges that do come up, they also are not going to be there forever they will change they will pass as well yeah I think there's yeah I was I was thinking yeah there's this kind of a collusion of the end anyway but it's like even when you die it's not the end so um if you believe that um you know well you (laughs) yeah if you do believe yes which I yeah I definitely definitely do believe um it's funny because like no sorry I just had a thought it's kind of off tangent but I was just thinking you know people like when we're saying that if you believe I'm like it's not something to believe in I, I like you know you know it so much that you're like it's not something to believe in it is like even if you believe in it or yeah. not but yeah I think there was a time when I was a bit I had that doubt which I didn't know but now it's like 
I, I definitely do believe. I think, and part of it is from reading this book, you know. I mm. do think a lot of it's from reading this book because it helped me see, think of myself like before I came to Earth. Okay. Like, there's like, there's like um, it, I just have this concept of it where now it makes sense to me. So I understand how someone, myself even listening to this, will just be like, oh, how could you read a book? And then suddenly, you know, you believe that story. And in a way, it, it is a narrative and I believe it. Mm. But I have it's given me as stories do I think sometimes they do kind of like I'm kind of like yes in my heart I'm like yes it gives me I always say like it has an amen in my heart I'm like yes amen like it, it's like a yes it's like yes and I had this this concept which I believe I'm like yes that's it I we we do have a sense of what we're supposed to do on earth before we come um and we are do you know what I mean we do we do move we're spirit and we move into this dense aspect of ourselves. Mm. after we'll be released and yeah I feel like it's helped me be less I'm not thinking of death as a tragedy anymore mm. like I did used to you know think of that more like oh it's the end but now if like, I heard like oh the person has is obviously of course if someone's dying like, <laughs> to me, I'll be sad about it but I'm just saying it, it happened the other day I think they were saying oh the person has passed on and I'm thinking um, not in my mind, I was thinking, well, she's free. Like, you know what I mean? She's not even, to be fair, you're the one who's suffering. You're on the earth. We're going through this human experience. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that person is actually free. Um, I don't know what they expect, her spirit experience will be, but I'm just saying, and in this book that I've read, there was, there was actually, um, it goes on and not, it goes on actually. I've hit, I've hit like some interesting parts mm-hmm. uh, where it's talking about kind of like, what can happen to spirits who they people who hang on to their identity on earth mm. they kind of like they don't they've created that like they kind of hang on to this this plane of existence oh and they kind of like hang on to the shell of the identity they created and then what happens is that it talks about how they you know and if they're unable to let that go they roam the earth kind of they look for you know humans who also are attached to the, those types of identities and traits and they kind of like manif- do you know what I mean they feel that oh um, is it yeah so it, it sounded really yeah it was really interesting so it kind of made me aware of how yeah like I you know I don't want to be attached to any to, to like an identity that I have that you believe that this is it and this is real you believe in your own you know the fabrication of this life so much with all its desires yeah it talks about desires and it's like almost like this yeah yeah, so how desire can be good, but then it can also, it's also like the root of suffering. But it was really interesting. And it just makes me think of the possibility of like death is just inviting you to freedom, like it's mm. a relief from this dimension. So, wow. And in, and in a way, living life is part of that, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. this is my perspective now. Like it's part of practicing to let go of that. Um, yeah, I think we talked about this before, yeah. Yeah, but we I came guess. up with the phrase. We were like, "Practice death." Like living yeah. is basically practicing death, um, but not in a morbid, morbid way at all. Yeah, not in a morbid way. It's more like, you know, where we talk about like death of self and like letting yeah. go of identities and things yeah. like that. That yeah. is you practicing death because in, in your final death, you are that's like the final freedom. So it's like, and I think we we brought that into like our gospel episode and etc. I think it's it's a it's a recurring theme for us, but yeah. Um, it's interesting that you have that perspective now um, after reading that book. Because, yeah, we've talked about death on 
before yeah, things like that. So. And I was very resistant to it, and I was always like, um, but that's the power of a book, okay? I didn't even know. Yeah, so yeah, this, um, that is thing. the power this of a book. This is why it's so good. Yeah, my perspective has totally changed in that, in that when it comes to death, I just... I look at it as a freedom now, honestly. Um, I'm not to say that life is not amazing, that like life is not good. Life is good. Like, you know, I mean, there's lots to explore in life. I, I still do, but it's like... They're not um, opposites, you know what I mean? Yeah, life maybe I haven't that, 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 that stage yet. <laughs> if life is death, <laughs> death is life. Not quite there yet. Because <laughs> um, you can't have one without the other. But yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like I embrace it as something that I feel like I'd like to be, be prepared for that moment of death because it is a, it's an invitation to pass over to something better, not something mm, worse. Mm, so mm. it's like, um, it's that, yeah, and it's just, a, it's, just a, it's just a call to my being, a call to how attached I am to things of this earth mm. and the fact that they're not actually, as you'll see, that can be depressing. That learning of that in this, in this realm is depressing, like letting go of things that you think are oh, because it's like someone telling you this isn't real. And I mean, I don't know how other people can take it, but for me, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like the whole premise of like the Book of Ecclesiastes, isn't it? Mm, I mean, I like Ecclesiastes, but I feel like I haven't thought of it in that way. I think it's more like well, some things that I'm I'm ready to accept that they're not real. Like, yeah, I know that's not real, but there's some things about your own identity that you're like, oh, really? Like, you know, if you have to kind of break it down, like, no, that's not real. That's just how I'm perceiving it. So mm. that kind of. Yeah, that kind of makes you think. You mean you didn't you didn't view the book that way? I'm not sure how. Um, I'm not sure if like if you're if I'm communicating it the way like cause maybe the way you're you're thinking of it and the way I'm thinking of it is different. Even in in even in us saying that, so I've gotten tangled up with my words. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> analyzing it too much. But um, yeah, I'll tell you what I thought of it. Like you know, on on the side, and then we'll see. Okay. but yeah it's interesting yeah like definitely um i would recommend like anyone for anyone who wants to we're still going on with this journey but if anyone wants to read a book because i definitely wouldn't have read this without being accountable yeah and the time of feedback and it's been so um like life-changing and like my perspective on what i'm going to do going forward and everything that like yeah, I would just say, like, if any anyone who's listening who wants to read something, you, you definitely know that this is what I want to do. Like, I knew I wanted to read about energy. I want to learn about energy. And you're just putting it off because of whatever. Like, mm-hmm. find a way to be accountable um, in your learning. And then, because whatever, like, when you do start the journey, it's just really good, honestly. Yeah, yeah it really is. It's like, yeah. Because like you said, this is lifelong. And it's a practice. It's a practice of... of, of for death <laughs> it's eternal like an eternal oh, wow. it's like an eternal something in your toolbox like you know how sometimes you learn things you do things i just fall this earth but i feel like these spiritual things um, i'm just talking specifically about this book i mean someone who's listening might want to improve in another area of their life but i'm just yeah. saying for this it's like um i feel like i'm learning something that is for my soul it's for my spirit that i will take forward yeah um, so yeah it's like a, it's like a remembering or like an awakening or something like that yeah, yeah, these are definitely like soul lessons. They're not really just for, you know. The... It's life lessons, I think. Yeah, to make yeah. you, to create, you know, um, to be more your true self. Mm-hmm. How scary as that is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I think we'll end it there. 
because it's going on longer than I thought it would but um, yeah I hope you guys kind of got something from those little tidbits there and was a bit encouraged if you tried any of the exercises maybe felt the same way but um yeah we're gonna come back next week and the next following weeks and just feedback on any more of the exercise that we've kind of tried but yeah so we hope you guys enjoyed our conversation and you join us again next time so yeah